your intention matters yeah if i make if i made that video mm-hmm. about that car with an intention to go viral and it mm-hmm. doesn't go viral i feel bad yeah exactly but when i just make it for my fun for my pleasure and i put it and it goes viral mm-hmm. okay it's a by product i'm happy anyways it's a by product that i got mm-hmm. you know so people you know they have this habit of focusing too much on okay i'm going to make this video to make it go viral i don't get the point in that you you lose out on your motivation if you yeah. make things that mm. with an intention to go viral and mm. if it doesn't happen then it's quite disheartening hey everyone do you know that even if you have 100 or 500 subscribers consistent content creation can get you an internship and also possibly help you land a job interesting right I mean it surely did help Vikram. Vikram is a guest for this week's podcast. So he has been creating content for quite some time now and uh, his journey is really inspiring. So I think you should listen to this uh, podcast completely because we have talked a lot about his life in France and how content creation has helped him so far and also what do you need to have to create content. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hey everyone today I have Vikram with me on this podcast this is a very special podcast for me because I have been following Vikram and his work for quite some time now since I started my university hunt Vikram thanks a lot for coming man Thank you so much Kiran for having me it's a pleasure and I've been seeing your work I've been following your work as well like all the podcasts that you have been doing so far and really great job kudos to you for that And thank thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, man. I just wanted to start this podcast by saying that uh, your work is awesome, and uh, it did help me a lot while searching for university and applying for ESCP. And I actually made it to ESCP, but anyway, yes, I'm not. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember you giving a message saying that, "Hey, dude, I got into ESCP, and that's great. That's great." Yeah, yeah. So thanks a lot for that for your work because there are not many uh, MIM related YouTubers out there and uh, your work is like very valuable. So how are you? How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. There are a lot of ups and downs. You know, mm-hmm. life is never straight. <laughs> yeah. But it's been good. Nothing to complain as of now. And uh, currently, I'm in a gap year. I've been pursuing an internship here in uh, Paris. So this is my second internship right now. So mm-hmm. after I finish this, I'll be getting back to my studies, continuing my studies and hopefully graduating in a year. Oh. So apart from that, yeah, everything pretty good. What about you? How have you how have you been? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm working typical. I'm working at Deloitte, so Life is pretty good so far. <laughs> I see yeah. a nice guitar as well. <laughs> yeah, that that's a new one I bought. Like I have been telling uh, everyone that I bought a new guitar. Let me tell you a little bit about that. It's PRS. It is like iPhone of guitars. It is really good. It's really beautiful. Like it's like when you if you see a nice Lamborghini how you feel I feel like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm able to relate to it. I'm able to relate to it. Yeah. I I was never I was never into guitars but uh, I used to play tabla. 
Oh, awesome! So yeah, you're a I percussionist. Learned, yeah, I'm a percussionist. I learned tabla for I don't know, maybe ten, ten years, ten, eleven years. Wow, it's, it's man! It's been a long yeah, <laughs> and That's I love awesome. playing it. It's amazing, and I used to do a lot of covers as well for uh, English songs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But then I started getting these copyright strikes. Um, oh okay i'm using you know some artist song to do mm. a cover and back then i was like new to content making and everything so mm. i used to put in a lot of time and effort to make these covers and i used to make a music video as well like it it was not just a cover i used to make like a proper music video of me acting <laughs> and oh. doing everything and then you get this copyright strike and you know they block sometimes they they demonetize it but yeah. the uh, but sometimes they they mute your video they cut the audio oh. so i had this issue with uh, coldplay mm-hmm. i did a cover for one of their songs uh, hymn of the weekend i think mm-hmm. and uh, they muted that song so my my video was <laughs> muted so all that effort and yeah i was very demotivated so after that i stopped making it but i do still have a couple of them like if you if you go down to my old videos i did one for major laser uh, oh. yeah then, oh i, yeah, I, I did a couple of them. <laughs> hey that's awesome i didn't know you were a musician too uh, you have like uh, so many talents man like you do photography you do videography you create content um you are into super cars and super bikes i see those posts mainly on your profile awesome <laughs> let's, cars let's take cars and bikes huh? i'm not limited to super cars and super bikes i love yeah, all cars vintage and, and everything <laughs> I, i saw one of your old videos uh i think five reasons to buy old uh, bullet yes, yes. yeah <laughs> exactly that's that's one of the best performing video on my channel and oh. uh, yeah india loves bullet India loves bullet. Huh? <laughs> no, no, not just India. Here, even here in France, people I I notice that people love Royal Enfield. Oh, but uh, it's the thing that the thing for me is that Royal Enfield is so common in India. Like you can literally see it everywhere. Yeah. You know? So me, when I come to France, I don't tend to get attracted towards Royal Enfield anymore mm-hmm. because I feel okay. This is something that I can get back at home. You know, mm-hmm. I want to get something that's not available at home. Mm-hmm. So there are so many other bikes, but for people here, for French people, there are few people who I met who love Royal Enfield, and yeah, it's a cult here as well. You know, the the fan club is here as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask one follow up question to that. Uh, you said like you uh, when you see royal enfield you feel like you can get it at home uh, yeah. but you are not that interested uh, in royal enfield when you see it in paris is there anything else uh, any similar thing that you don't get interested but uh, french people like love it uh good question actually indian cuisine indian cuisine was one <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. Uh, so when when i came here uh, when i came here in the beginning I was like dude I'm not going to touch indian food for okay. at least 2 months or 3 months you know I'm I'm not going to touch indian food because I've grown up eating indian food and mm. I've traveled all the way across the globe to explore a new country to to learn the culture to try new food and I'm not going to you know go and buy indian food and going to go cook indian food because a it's more expensive it's it's like really expensive if you want to eat indian food here and if you going want to go to a restaurant and eat indian food it's expensive and mm-hmm. if you want to cook it it's fine but i was like you know i was kind of against it i was like no i'm i'm going to eat as much european food as possible and i started eating like everything i tried so many different food 
uh, not just from France, from all across Europe. And then I found out, like, I, I made some new friends and these guys were like, you know, dude, why don't you introduce us to Indian food? Like, we want to try Indian food. Like, okay. And I was like, really? <laughs> you want to try Indian food? <laughs> mm. And they were like, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so flavorful. Mm. And um, I introduced quite a lot of my, uh, I introduced Indian food to quite a lot of my friends and they loved it. They loved oh. it. The, the spice tolerance varies from person to person, but mm-hmm. in general, I've noticed that they absolutely love it. And uh, oh, man. <laughs> it, was something, yeah, it was something new for me. And as time progressed, you know, I, I noticed that there are so many Indian restaurants here. Mm-hmm. You have like Indian, Bangladeshi, Pakistani, Nepali restaurants, so many restaurants. And, you know, while you're in India, we have this border. We say we are Indians, Bangladeshis, Pakistanis. Ah. But here you don't see that. It, it's all it's all India. You know? Okay, Akhand Bharat. So, yeah, so they, they don't really, you know, you go to a restaurant which says Indian restaurant. They have it written in Urdu. They'll have it written in like, you know, your regional language, all the languages. So you basically get everything. There are very few restaurants which are very niche, very particular. But in general, if you see like a, common restaurant mm-hmm. it will be like they'll include everything <laughs> that's awesome did you ever cook maggi for your friends uh, <laughs> it's expensive man it's it's really expensive really <laughs> no i mean yeah 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 you don't get maggi here you don't get nestle maggi here wow so if you want to get maggi you need to go to like some indian grocery stores mm-hmm. and you buy maggi there and it's like double double triple the price of what it's being sold in india Wow. (laughs) That's insane. I mean, I don't see the point. I don't see the point. So, and I'm not someone who craves for Maggie. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get it because, um, Maggie is like uh, go-to food for all the hostelers and bachelors here. Right. So (laughs) I just want to ask that. You do get a lot of good instant noodles here. You get Mm -hmm. a lot of really nice instant noodles and uh, I think there are uh, many Koreans over there, right? Yeah, there are many, many Koreans. You can find Chinese, Japanese. Uh, you have Thai people from mm-hmm. Thailand as well. So mm-hmm. you have a wide range of uh, people and the diversity is mind-blowing. Like if you want to eat, let's say, a good Japanese food, mm-hmm. you can legit find like authentic Japanese restaurants here in Paris. And oh. once you enter the restaurant, you, you, you forget that you are in, uh, you're in France. Hmm. Until the person comes and asks you for your order in French. Wow. <laughs> then you realize that they are in France. But till then, you, you forget. Then that you start brushing up all your French. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so authentic. It's so authentic. Awesome, man. Uh, okay. Can you tell a little bit about your work? What kind of work do you do? Uh, what kind of contents you create? Uh, work as in related to my internship or you're talking about the personal? Oh, whatever you're doing right now. All kinds of work. Okay. So... Um, I'm, as I said, I'm doing an internship as well. So my internship is in the field of marketing and communications. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's basically B2B marketing. So I deal with other businesses who want to get our products. Mm -hmm. So I'm working in an automotive industry. I'm working in Mm -hmm. Foresia and Mm -hmm. Foresia basically makes components for other manufacturers. For example, you see a BMW, you see a Mercedes Benz, Mm -hmm. uh, the seat inside the car and Mm. the instrument cluster inside the car, like the speedometer or your entertainment system, all these things are made by Foresia. 
and they okay. sell it to major automotive brands like ford volkswagen mercedes bmw and so on mm-hmm. so it's a very interesting job uh, especially the department that i'm working in i'm in the mm-hmm. prototyping department i'm taking care of marketing and prototyping so it's okay. like a very niche very niche department in the company and uh, basically the engineers they conceptualize with uh, a technology or product and my team mm-hmm. builds the product it builds the oh. product physically so it's a prototype you know you mm-hmm. you don't have that product anywhere else it doesn't exist it's a prototype and my job as a marketing guy and a communication guy is to create content for that prototype awesome. so if you yeah if you want to go to let's say mercedes and you want to say okay guys we have a new technology and this is what it does so you can't just verbally tell it to them you know they want to see the product they want to learn more about it and that's where i step in that's where i come in i i create content for that prototype so i have to learn about the thing i have mm-hmm. to learn what it is what's its strengths weaknesses and i have to come up with content that makes it look good you know on videos people awesome so you you basically uh, you plan the type of content and mm-hmm. you uh, you basically execute like uh, whatever uh, from your creativity you create the content and make sure that that content is so engaging and uh, mm-hmm. so relatable to those guys that they buy the product exactly that's so, the thing that thing so that you 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 you've been uh, creating content on your own right like uh, did that help you to get this internship it did actually it helped me a lot so the interesting part is when i was pursuing my first year at escp mm-hmm. i chose to specialize in consulting so i'm ve- i was yeah. very much interested in consulting i i did a specialization in that and after the specialization we we even did some projects during the specialization so i i got some experience i got some feel of what consulting is and i was so much excited and interested by that i thought okay you know i want to pursue a career in this field mm-hmm. so before joining escp i had two areas of interest it was mm-hmm. marketing and consulting okay. so since i got little bit of exposure from consulting i was intrigued by it and i said okay i want to pursue a career in that and then i started applying for internships and i did not get any response from any company with regards to consulting because i was not very fluent in french back then mm-hmm. and i also did not have any significant work experience in the field of consulting the only experience i had was the project that i did uh, during my course okay so here in france they they care about your experience a lot they okay. do not care about your um education GPA. or like yeah gpa your your what curriculum you did they don't care about that mm-hmm. experience is what counts for them so if i tell them that you know i i i did some specialization random specialization but i have like 2 years of work experience in consulting they will mm-hmm. hire me they will oh. hire me but if i don't have any experience and i say yes i have theoretically studied this then they are like slightly skeptical you know i wouldn't say it's impossible there are people who got into it but without experience it's a little bit challenging mm-hmm. so i was getting all these rejection emails and it was a dark phase for me man it was really dark because i was in a new place i was away from my family i did i, I was away from all my close friends you know the btech guys mm-hmm. and it was lonely it was lonely i was getting rejections i didn't know what to do and then 
that was like a very life changing phase for me because i sat down i took a pen and paper and i wrote things down i was like i just wrote things that are going in my mind and mm-hmm. i tried to figure out what's the strength that i have right now mm-hmm. so immediately it came to my mind that i have been making content on youtube instagram for quite a long time now you know mm-hmm. it's been almost i don't know 7 8 years maybe more than that but i've been doing it for quite a long time and that's something that i'm very confident about and that's something that i feel very comfortable with you know mm-hmm. so i can pitch myself as a guy who creates content mm-hmm. with full confidence because i know i'm not bullshitting mm-hmm. you know? yeah it's something that i've done it's something that i have experience in i know i'm i can do it so i thought okay so marketing is the second area of interest that i have mm-hmm. so why not use that to apply for jobs yeah you know so exactly. i create i i renewed my cv i i did some changes in that and i this time i portrayed myself as a content creator as a marketing guy and mm-hmm. i started sending out cvs and you won't believe kiran the the response immediately changed you know i started wow. receiving positive responses because this time my cv was different it was talking about something that i'm strong in and yeah. something that i'm experiencing so i sent the cvs and uh, forasia was one of the first companies that reached back to me mm-hmm. and uh, they we had like three rounds of interview i spoke with the manager mm-hmm. and yeah it, it worked out it worked out you know wow so definitely content creation it it helped me a lot it's uh, it's amazing uh, how far content creation can take you even though you don't have hundreds of thousands of followers uh, yeah. yeah just your just your po- having a portfolio where you have created content is enough for you to you know get into that marketing and con- content strategy field right exactly you know what this thing conveys mm-hmm. when you tell someone when you're telling your interviewer that you're a content creator mm-hmm. it means not just that it you, you don't just create content and put it mm-hmm. you are a guy who's disciplined okay huh, exactly you are you are thinking you are thinking you are coming up with ideas you are disciplined enough to organize this particular meeting right now yeah mm-hmm. you discussed with me that you want to do this mm-hmm. so there's discipline and they see that they see that okay this guy is disciplined he's posting something regularly and he's developing the ideas he's coming up with the ideas and everything you are also skilled because at this point i'm pretty sure i'm pretty much sure that you are recording the video mm-hmm. you are the one editing the video Mm-hmm. you are the one posting it right mm-hmm. you don't have a crew exactly. for yourself you yeah. you, don't, you don't have a crew who is doing everything for you mm-hmm. so kiran is doing everything on by himself mm-hmm. you are a one man army right now and mm-hmm. that's very strong because your skills yeah. are exceptionally high and every single time like i'm pretty sure that the podcast that you posted recently mm-hmm. is at least slightly better than the podcast that you posted in the beginning exactly yeah I I completely agree. You're constantly improving. So these are the things that your interviewer sees when you say that yes I'm a content creator and I I put content on social medias, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it helps it helps a lot. Yeah, I mean being disciplined is a huge part of content creation. Obviously you know that uh, as you've been creating content for so long. I I think I think a uh, content creators um i mean whoever who who wants to you know start creating content should not look at it as a way to make 
just money and way to get fame they should look at it as a way to build their skills and uh, they should look at it as a platform using which they can pitch themselves to you know uh, the companies and uh, the people who who are going to hire them that's what even i have been uh, thinking i i told my friends that but even though even if this podcast doesn't take off even though my uh, youtube channel doesn't take off and i i remain with only 100 subscribers or something it's still okay because i have a portfolio online i can show it to people and tell them see look i can do things i can actually do things i am not bluffing here so that that's a huge that's a huge thing so when did you start creating content i think it was way back in 2010 i would say maybe 2010 2012 I, i'm not very sure but uh, it's been very long time so it it started off as a passion for photography so oh. i uh, i had a small digital camera you know the pocket digital camera mm-hmm. and i used to take photos and i really enjoyed doing that mm-hmm. and uh, then i started learning how to edit the photos um, so the initial phase was shit <laughs> you know okay. like all free softwares all free basic softwares that you can find so i learned some I, i don't even know i don't even remember which uh, it was some shitty basic software and i learned how to edit the photos and back then editing was putting the saturation full high make <laughs> 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 the photo bright that's editing okay so you you pick a photo put it with the saturation max i think you need to put like a big copyright symbol <laughs> <laughs> that watermark i have edited this <laughs> so that's how that's how it started out for me and now when i look back at some of those photos i i have a good laugh <laughs> so it started off like that and eventually i started you know polishing and uh, my parents were very supportive i'm i'm quite lucky in that aspect my mm-hmm. parents were very supportive so they used to like you know guide me uh, you know this is good but maybe you can try this maybe you could try that so they used to be very subtle and they used to give me these gu- guidances and i improved a lot and then i felt that somehow it it was my feeling that photos were not reaching out to quite a lot of people mm-hmm. but videos were reaching out to quite a lot of people you know mm-hmm. videos had that impact which photos did not this was my opinion i mean professional photographers will will debate with me on this topic but this is what i felt back then i felt mm-hmm. videos had a more strong uh, stronger impact mm-hmm. so i thought okay you know what let me start editing videos mm-hmm. so i started making like you know small small videos and i started uh, using windows media windows movie maker yeah you know, yeah i know i know <laughs> <laughs> it's a very basic software so i started using that software and i started making videos on that and mm-hmm. in the beginning it was tough it was tough i i learned step by step i had no teacher i used to watch tutorials on youtube make mistakes but learn you know yeah and it started off like that and eventually it kept growing mm-hmm. and the the idea that i had was okay so i'm making videos you know mm-hmm. why don't i share it with someone yeah why don't i put it somewhere like there might be people who want to watch this video no? not just mm. my mom dad and my relatives and family friends there might be other people who would probably like a video about 
my ford uh, eco sport so why mm. why not i put it so i start i made a youtube account mm-hmm. and i put the video there and i used that account to you know even share the links with my relatives and family friends and all that so that's mm. how it started off for me i put some videos on youtube and i started making more and more and more and in the beginning the views it didn't really like you know there were there, i didn't get any views and mm-hmm. surprisingly it it never bothered me huh. you know if it had bothered me i would have stopped i would have stopped huh. but it never bothered me like views okay five views 10 views it's fine i don't care because i'm enjoying making this thing you know? I, i love making this yeah. thing so i'm just making it and putting it on youtube i'm putting it on youtube and then it just kept happening you know it just kept progressing 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 and it grew mm-hmm. and it's quite surprising because i never really thought that i would make it a brand timbix would be a brand even now i don't think like that Ma, when when i make a video right now mm-hmm. the only intention and the only idea is okay maybe someone like you might find this video useful mm-hmm. you know? yeah so that's the reason why like there are so many people who want to come to france to study mm-hmm. but they don't know how the experience is they don't know how it works mm-hmm. whether it's a good idea bad idea so i thought okay maybe i came here so let me make a video and share my experience it might help some people mm-hmm. then i went to laundromat you know there's a yeah. laundry you have laundromats here i was not familiar with the concept. i watched that video Yeah, it's three so times. Crazy. Even though I am not in France, I watched that three times because so, it is so interesting. I yeah. want to know how laundromats work in France. <laughs> so, I was like, I I don't know how to use it. And when I was here new, I was so anxious. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how to do it. And then I went to the laundromat. I did it on my own, and I felt it so easy. You know. So I thought, okay, there might be other people. who are facing the same situation so i made that video and i put it on youtube and uh, kiran you would believe even now few ma- few days back i got a message on instagram from a guy say- talking about that laundromat video he said dude i saw your laundromat video thanks there is this laundromat <laughs> you know so you're like laundromat <laughs> really <laughs> it's it's purposeful you know that's the thing that's the whole philosophy mm-hmm. with which i make videos i want to make videos that add value to you and that helps you to grow or mm-hmm. learn something new brand views money all that is secondary it's a by product if you don't enjoy what you are doing then you cannot you know you cannot aim for something big yeah. you need to enjoy what you are doing that's that's the key for me exactly that that's a very valid point you made uh because when you are enjoying what you are doing mm. uh, the stats won't bother you stats exactly. won't bother all right what Sometimes gears did you have uh, in the beginning sorry? what gears did you have did oh, you oh yeah have? Uh, in the beginning so i as i was saying i started with a, a sony cybershot a pocket digital camera yeah yeah and uh, i took some good footages in that it was good it was a decent camera back then and after that i got a dslr mm-hmm. i finally like my parents got me a dslr mm-hmm. so it was a nikon d5300 mm-hmm. it was like a mid mid range dslr camera mm-hmm. and suddenly the quality of my content dropped <laughs> what 
it dropped because wow. dslr is only useful if you know how to use it yeah yeah exactly so if you have a very powerful tool but you don't know how to use it it's going to be shit i'm pretty sure if you give me a red camera you know mm. red they make like the best cameras in the world like you know? yeah if you give me a red camera right now and you say vikram make a movie i'm pretty sure it's going to be shit because i don't know how to use that tool even though it's quite strong and it has so much potential i don't know how to use it so exactly. that's it, it was very funny because my cyber shot like the digicam videos were so good because i didn't have to do anything it's like you know point and shoot and then when i took my dslr to make a video it it just dropped and then again i started learning i learned i learned i learned and then i reached a point where my dslr videos became very good mm-hmm. so after that uh, so i was primarily using my dslr just with uh, two lenses i had a 1855 stock lens and a 55200 telephoto lens these were like okay. two basic lenses that i had and i was making content with that and after i reached like you know some level of subscribers on youtube and i felt that okay maybe i can invest more time into this then i invested on a mic i got a microphone for mm-hmm. camera these were the only stuff that i had um then i wanted to get a gopro mm-hmm. very bad, okay I, i just wanted to get a gopro but it is quite expensive yeah uh, especially back when i was in india and i was you know in college mm-hmm. it was a very big investment it was almost yeah. as much as a good dslr you know yeah so i spoke with my parents because i was not making any money back then my mm-hmm. parents were sponsoring everything so i spoke with my parents as like uh dad do you think you could you know get me a gopro and he's like why why do you need a gopro <laughs> yeah so because i i i was not doing any adventure sports mm-hmm. i was not doing anything and that's how gopro was marketing its product you know? mm-hmm. like it's an adventure thing adventure thing yeah so i was like okay i can't get a gopro okay so what should i do so i had an iphone huh so okay I what I did was I invested in a very good sturdy hard case. Uh-huh. I got a hard case. I covered my iPhone with that hard case and I used to use my iPhone like a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was a, shit. Was a iPhone 6s. Uh you know the old uh, 6s and I that takes guts. Like, I know right <laughs> but that's the thing that's the thing when you're passionate about it and you want to get that thing you will do it you know you won't find excuses you will do it so you i i i know like people they say i want to start my youtube channel i want to do this i want to do what is stopping you from doing it and then they say i don't have a video editor i don't have a good laptop i don't have this camera you know i don't have like that's excuses man if you're really passionate and if you want to do it you'll do it irrespective of the situation so i got a case and i put it and i still remember i went to lay uh, i went to ladakh with my mm-hmm. mom and uh, i was like you know putting that iphone out of the car putting it in water and all that wow. stuff to make videos and uh, yeah it, it, it was fun it was a fun experience that phone served me well i mm-hmm. got a lot of good videos mm-hmm. and then when i was in my second year i got a motorbike i got mm-hmm. a ktm duke Mm-hmm. and i was like you know commuting to my university and my home it was a 30 35 minute commute from my home to my university and every time i'm driving i used to think ah 
this could have been a nice shot this could have been a nice shot you know okay. so i thought why not why don't i record this now i have a good reason for a gopro ha uh-huh. so again i called my parents i said dad i want to like get a gopro now and he's like why i said you know i drive and it's a good reason now to you know get record videos and stuff he said no he said, it's okay. expensive man like for, for i can't like if you want to buy you earn you earn yourself and you buy i can't buy you a gopro okay so i was like okay now i had two options i could have given up i could have cried i could have given up or i could have given up yeah but yeah what i did was i found a cheap solution mm-hmm. so i went i found list of action cameras that were available back then in india mm-hmm. and i found the most cheapest and decent camera not all cheapest are always the good you know mm-hmm. you have to find that sweet spot between price and the quality yeah. so i found sj cam i don't know if you are aware of this no, so there's, a, there's a yeah there's a action camera called sj cam 3000 Mm-hmm. it's a chinese company they make uh, action cameras which are not very professional but the quality is pretty good very mm. good so i said okay it's not expensive it serves my purpose and the quality is not that bad so i had some money saved up from like you know my birthday gifts and all that stuff so i invested that money and i got this sj cam and i moto vlogged every single day while commuting to university coming back and also when i was like you know going to going for small road trips with my friends and all so if you scroll in my video list on youtube you can find lot of videos being shot on that camera mm-hmm. and there are videos which get, got like 30000 40000 views wow yes wow so awesome. and i I made a video I because I was uh, you know my college was in a area with lot of uh, automotive industries mm-hmm. so they used to you know test these prototype vehicles mm-hmm. so I made a video I found a prototype vehicle I made a, I recorded a video with that camera mm-hmm. and I put it on YouTube just like that you know like okay guys because I'm a car enthusiast as well so mm-hmm. I just guys I spotted this new Mahindra car which one is it like i don't know it's completely wrapped with camo and stuff so like do you know which one is it i think it's this car that's the that was the idea and i posted it and i slept off and 3 days later i open uh, that video to check and i see it has like 30000 views wow 3 days 30000 wow views. i did not understand i was like what's wrong like what happened and then i find out that it's the new scorpio that was being tested and my video footage was the first footage of that car online wow no one has no one has seen that car before no one so all the media all news channels my my photo my video was featured in autocar overdrive zig wheels shit every yeah every news channel they featured and you can find my tag even now if you go and check i can send you the link of that video yeah. it has like a, 48 50k views now uh wow. not very sure but it was featured in everything and that's how i got all the traction to my youtube channel and it started doing and this video was shot on that sj cam 3000 wow it was not a gopro huh? it was not a gopro <laughs> awesome like uh, i asked this question uh, uh to get to know that uh, how much how much does having a gear matter having a good gear matter and i think your 
covered it covered everything with your story right no Because, when you when you have the fund when you have the fund when you have uh you know you you have the experience and you feel that you want to invest it into this thing and you can get some returns out of it go for it i'm not against it okay mm-hmm. i'm not against good gear mm-hmm. but not getting a good gear and using it as an excuse to mm-hmm. not create stuff that's bad that's bad you can't say oh, because i don't have a gopro i'm not going to make this video no mm-hmm. that's wrong you can yeah i've been talking to joshua lately a lot he he calls me he gives me advice and all that uh he, he told me this one thing like you you might be just one content away from going viral or getting traction to your channel i think your video proved that <laughs> right it's yes i would say but again it's not about getting viral you know yeah, i, I mean i i i think i didn't put it in the right way <laughs> yeah, not I mean, exactly no, it's, viral it's, your intention matters yeah if i make if i made that video mm-hmm. about that car with an intention to go viral and it mm-hmm. doesn't go viral i feel bad yeah exactly but when i just make it for my fun for my pleasure and i put it and it goes viral mm-hmm. okay it's a by product i'm happy anyways it's a by product that i got mm-hmm. you know so people you know they have this habit of focusing too much on okay i'm going to make this video to make it go viral i don't get the point in that you you lose out on your motivation if you yeah. make things that mm-hmm. with an intention to go viral and mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen then it's quite disheartening exactly yeah so uh, yeah even when i started this podcast like i started this podcast because i love talking to creative people i love i, I i'm not i'm not doing it now when i started po- podcast i've been doing it since i started my engineering because i started learning guitar and i got to know that what goes into art what how much dedication it requires so whenever i see a content creator or an artist i get inspired i i have a huge respect for them because it takes something extra to do that they're not those normal people so i always used to go and talk to uh, the stand up comedians whenever i used to go to the shows as to go talk to musicians whenever they used to perform so i think i i thought uh, let me do that online and let me put it out because anyway i like having conversations uh, mm-hmm. i think people might find value in that right mm-hmm. so yeah moving on uh, i want to uh, talk about uh, your youtube channel and uh, uh, how one can start their youtube channel and start creating content So the first question i have is how do you find your niche Okay so i struggled with this a lot because i did not have a niche you know and at this point at this age i'm i'm 24 right now mm-hmm. your life keeps changing you're not you're not in a fixed point you know so when when i was in home when i was back in home with my parents I had access to my dad's car, my dad's bike. Those were the two best things for me. <laughs> And I was living in a beautiful town. So these three were my strengths, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was making videos about these things and that was my niche. You know, that's how it started. Automobiles, bikes. And that's when I made the video about five reasons to buy a Royal Enfield. Okay. Uh, the one on my channel that that's my dad's vintage bike so i made a video on that 
then i moved to chennai to mm-hmm. pursue my bachelor's mm-hmm. and when i moved to chennai my niche changed all the things that i considered to be niche they they left you know i didn't have my car i didn't have my dad's bike <laughs> i didn't yeah. have anything so what should i do should i stop my youtube channel or should i make a new channel and start all over again no i'm not going to do that so what i did was i was like okay now this is my life and this is my new starting this is a new journey so i started making videos while i was like the first year of my bachelor's i stayed in hostel so i had like really good roommates they were amazing guys so i used to make like you know skits with them comedy skits and um i i used to make like travel vlogs with them because we used to travel a lot so i i shifted my content into that then i moved out in the second year i was staying in in my own house in chennai and that time that's when i got my motorbike you know hmm. and when i started staying outside my hostel group they got cut off that was my niche you know that was my thing and it, it got cut off in a year so now i'm staying alone living alone in a house and i just have one motorbike so i thought okay now this is my niche this is my new niche so i started making videos about cooking because i was learning how to cook at that time so i was making some fun cooking videos i was making moto vlogs i was making videos about road trips and all that stuff and that was for 3 years so it was a considerable amount of time so mm-hmm. that gathered lot of views for me yeah that mm-hmm. gathered lot of recognition it reached out to lot of people and tim the, the tim wicks channel was you know getting recognized mm-hmm. so while that was on its peak i moved to france <laughs> <laughs> and now i don't i don't have my motorbike i don't have anything like the, the things that i used to consider as my strength it's all gone now so again it i again i started from scratch you know i i started i was like okay right now what is my strength so every time you move to a new place you find your strength and that strength should become your niche the advantage of having a niche is that the longer you continue with your niche mm-hmm. the more recognition you you receive so 3 years when i was making videos about my ktm bike i received lot of views comments and i i i made a community of ktm riders you know mm-hmm. it was not just ktm riders it was also bike enthusiasts people who are passionate about bike they oh. used to like reach out to me asking okay why did you choose this bike would you recommend this bike that bike so it it became like a community awesome. so 3 years i did that for 3 years and that's what i got and now when i'm in france i started making videos about escp and the first phase was not it was not that good you know because my my uh, niche changed completely it was guys who were interested about bikes and now i'm making videos about education so it yeah. it it changed so maybe some people stayed back some people left i don't know i don't count the metrics but when i started making videos about acp in the beginning it was dull i had no response i had no recognition nothing i didn't stop i kept making videos on this topic because this is my strength right now you know yes. living as a for international student abroad this is my strength right now so i started making videos on this and right now i have a new community of people who found me because of this niche you know so coming back to your question how to find your niche i think niche 
should not be fixed you know it mm-hmm. keeps changing depending on your current present situation mm-hmm. so if, whatever is your strength at the moment you take it up as a niche and you start making mm-hmm. content on that and if you think about it kiran back when we were kids and we had like we used to watch television you know we used to watch yeah. uh, tv I, i don't i don't think people watch tv nowadays everyone is on tv is the new radio uh, yeah. it is going lot of trend <laughs> it's like you know laptop netflix and prime so back when we were we had tvs we used to have channels yeah and did we get only one content and channel no, no. we had so many programs and channel yeah you had entertainment you had horror you had uh, sci-fi you had romance you used to get so much in one channel yeah you had specific timings okay morning 8 o'clock to let's say 10 o'clock it will be news and then from this time to this time it's going to be fun mm-hmm. so you one channel had so many different things going on mm-hmm. and in youtube we call it a channel so oh. why don't we have multiple niche in the same channel wow it's possible right you are watching you found me because of escp video yeah but you said you stayed back to watch the laundromat video as well yeah <laughs> you enjoyed it right yeah you exactly watching it. you yeah. also watched five reasons to buy royal enfield when you <laughs> don't have any ideas of getting a vintage royal enfield i guess yeah i don't you know <laughs> yeah. so, So the thing is you stayed in my channel and you watched totally three different niche laundromat mm. automobiles and education and you watched it it mm. worked so why not yeah that's that's my concept about niche that that's a, a very different perspective that i've heard because uh, including me there are many people who are like trying to find that niche trying to find that one thing that they are good at and get started with that uh mm-hmm. by having this after having this conversation i think uh, it is important to get started rather than trying to find your niche without getting started exactly oh. exactly you make stuff you make stuff and you find it you will eventually find it you will find something that you know that clicks for you so i was making this cooking videos right and when i was in second year i was making cooking videos and i made like three or four cooking videos and i felt that it was not getting the attention that it i felt it deserved you know mm-hmm. and then i was making videos with this motorbike i was using the camera and i felt that was getting more attention so mm-hmm. i i started making more videos on that you know so you will find you do multiple stuff and you will eventually find something that helps you and that that excites you and also you find that this topic will have a community to mm-hmm. you know interest people yeah uh, i think uh, both the points what you made uh, from the last question and this question that um, don't let gears and software stop you from creating content and don't stress too much on niche just get started i mean just getting started is the most important thing uh, i believe i think every content creator i've spoken to uh, has said the same thing yeah like just get started man you <laughs> you'll go somewhere in the future but just get started because start because there's so much fear anxiety and also so many doubts in our mind before getting started uh we don't know where we are heading we don't know what kind of response we are going to get uh just thinking all that will keep us back like from creating content it's that resistance uh i read this book called the war of art by steven pressfield 
he says resistance takes uh, resistance take a uh, lot of forms mm. like uh, anxiety is one form of resistance that mm. the more resistance you feel towards something uh, it means that you have to do that that is that much important to you like if you are shit scared of taking that exam yes that exam is important for you if you are shit scared of posting that video then you should post that video because that is that's the most important thing for you so yes, that's a very powerful idea i totally agree with you and the another thing is that people have this fear of being judged mm-hmm. you know people yeah, yeah, always yeah. have this constant fear like do i look good um do i have a very strong accent do i you know do, does the video makes me look fat you know like it's it's a very people have this constant fear of being judged and exactly. even to this day you know when i post content i make all my videos in english on youtube mm-hmm. and i can speak tamil i can speak telugu i can speak hindi very fluently mm-hmm. but still i make videos in english and i get comments like really nasty comments saying benchos hindi mein kyun nahi bana raha hai video <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i, I get it i get it you know, yeah. like why you not making it in hindi tamil guys send me put comments like and it's not like just decent way of it'll be like they'll abuse you and they'll say why don't you make content in that language now i i can sit and cry over that comment or i can just laugh delete that comment and carry on with my work so yeah avoid, like you know if don't have that fear of being judged no matter what you do people are going to judge you no matter what if you if you make video in hindi they'll say why you are not making in tamil if you make in tamil they say why you are not making so people always have something to say so you know don't don't give a fuck about that and you just do what excites you what makes you happy make do your research don't put out like you know false information don't put out wrong information do your research and just put it out you know don't give a fuck like who thinks what who who's going to say what don't care mm-hmm. about it exactly and those people are just keyboard warriors Uh, yes exactly <laughs> good word yes you're right you're right yeah i mean uh, even i have seen it in karnataka also if somebody uh, makes a song in english or uh, does a cover of english song they are like why don't you play kannada songs uh, leave karnataka and shit i'm like dude this is just a art form why don't you accept art form as a art form yeah i'm like i i i've had people like approaching to me and asking bro do you listen to kannada music i'm like bro i listen to music i don't differentiate music based on language okay mm-hmm. i my my favorite genre uh, genres are rock and roll blues and metal if kannada music has rock and roll blues and metal i'll listen to it yeah. i will listen to it obviously but the mainstream kannada music doesn't have those genres mm-hmm. so those genres doesn't interest me but on the other hand there's one band called people tree there are local bangalore band Mm-hmm. they are so good they make kannada music they make tamil music they make english they make hindi music and they are pure rock and roll band they are so good the guitarist is tony jedas he is one of my favorite guitarists now because they are okay. really awesome so we see art form as a art form content as a content there shouldn't be a language barrier for a content yes i agree right I this is agree. yeah this is this is this is like total bullshit man <laughs> like <laughs> I uh it's, it's it's a reality people yeah. do that huh? so you you have to be mentally prepared to you know face this thing and you have to be prepared for it yeah. there's no 
if if you say that i'm not going to get any negative comments then you're living in a dreamland that's not yeah. going to happen exactly it, yeah it yeah. is going to happen so yeah. just embrace it and proceed <laughs> yeah exactly i mean if you you want a kannada you want kannada songs and guitar go learn guitar and play kannada songs bro like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right you you are not creating shit and you are telling me what to play on my guitar and w- what to you know uh what kind of create uh, content i should create right i'm pretty sure if this uh, podcast you know takes off and gets like thousands of views i'm pretty sure i'll have people reaching out to me and telling me why don't you do podcast in kannada i mean i don't have i won't get reach the maximum audience number i can reach in karnataka uh based on kannada podcast is 30 to 40000 maximum if this podcast gets big and it is in english there are so many other people who can find value from it people from maharashtra can find value from it people from tamil nadu can find value from it i am trying to provide value to as many people as possible it is not, not, not i don't have anything against language i don't have anything against uh, my my own state why would i i i was born and brought up here but yeah. we should see content as content and art as art <laughs> right definitely definitely i agree with you this is the this is uh, this is a quite common phenomenon especially in south india i guess the problem is we have so many languages in india itself you know that's the biggest uh, challenge that we have like for instance you go to china everyone in china speaks chinese yeah <laughs> so it's much more easier for them to make content in chinese because the reach is so high everyone in the country speaks that language but in india that's not the thing like every state has a different language exactly so yeah. it becomes more challenging for indian content creators to make uh, you know regional uh, languages videos every time so exactly. it's, it's not possible it is interesting you said that because my last podcast guest was uh, prata she's a interculturalist um i asked her she she actually uh, she used to work in france and she used to train western european executives about uh, indian i mean south asian culture and south asian executives about western european culture okay so i asked her do you think Indi- uh, the diversity in india is uh, ad- is is an advantage or a disadvantage Mm-hmm. uh she said i might be coming from a place of bias because of my profession because i think it's mostly advantage but certainly there are some disadvantages uh but i think it is 50 50 yeah, in my person in my yeah, personal yeah. opinion because we get so many different perspectives and also there's a communi- there will be communication gaps and all that stuff mm. it's it's 50 50 like when when i was doing my bachelor's and you know i i was studying in chennai and it was tamil and i had people from you know kerala you had people from delhi mumbai all the places kolkata and it was so much fun man like because exactly. we all got together we we didn't have english was our only common language and mm-hmm. not everyone was you know very strong in english either so it was fun but still we we all were like very good friends you know we we mm-hmm. were excellent friends we used to hang out have fun learn about their culture learn about their food it was so much it was a it was an amazing experience so yeah definitely it has its benefits but mm-hmm. at the same time it has its uh, flaws as well yeah if we like stop consuming news and uh, internet for a while then and look around then we'll see how nice people are and how peaceful the world is <laughs> <laughs> It's all hyped up in news.
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. There's a second part of this conversation. Please go check that out. There we have talked a lot about minimalism, minimalistic approach to content creation and how minimalism can help you lead a better and fulfilling life. That's a fun conversation guys. That is like the favorite part of this conversation for me. Please go check it out because I really think uh, you'll get some value from it. Thank you for listening to this podcast again. Please make sure to follow it. Make sure you share it. Make sure you rate the show. And uh, yeah, just go check out the other part of this conversation. Thank you.